Welcome to the Human Handbook Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Adam Tice. We're talking about everything you need to know, but nobody's telling you about how to optimize your health, cultivate happiness, and biohack your way to peak performance. I've been in the clinic 12 years, and I'm stepping out of the clinic into the pod studio, bringing all the clinical pearls, all the foundational wisdom that you need to accelerate your health and accelerate your life. Here we go. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Human Handbook Podcast. Uh, Today's episode is entitled, Uncovering the Root Cause, Why Suppression Falls Short. And the topic of today's podcast, we're going to be talking about suppression. And this is a big deal. Um, This is something that I think most people don't know about, don't talk about, and it's and it is a really, really, really important part of the healing journey. And if you want to, um, if you want to get anywhere near peak performance or optimization, and certainly if you, uh, if there are symptoms that are present in the body, you need to stay tuned in and unpack this this suppression. Uh, knowledge with me because this is information that nobody told us that we need to know this is information that's pertinent to the new paradigm and if you don't understand this then you're going to be missing a big 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 piece of the human journey and that's what I want to unpack today and talk about suppression versus healing and I want to understand the difference here Because again, if you don't understand this, then you're going to be grasping and trying to figure out what's going on. So we got to look beyond the surface and we have to look and I want to look at, at why suppression fails to address the underlying issues and treating the symptom and it, it, it doesn't work <laughs> okay that's that is what I'm saying and this is based on my experience and the um, the wisdom of the elders that taught me about this and this is something that it's one of those things that you hear early on and it's just philosophy and uh, that sounds really nice but when you actually get in practice and you see this in real life and you 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 actually stick with patients long enough you stick with people long enough to uh, you know on their healing journey as you guide them and help them navigate the healing journey which is what I do with my people uh, you see this stuff and that's what I want to talk about today I want to uh, talk about this and you know kind of take the whole journey like how did we get here <laughs> How did we get here? How did we end up in this uh, place where we even are so imbalanced and on the whole as a population uh, globally, people are sick. People are sick physically. People are sick mentally. Um, And this doesn't seem to be getting any better. In fact, in a lot of ways, it seems to be getting worse. And I remember when i was in medical school and when uh the old timers who taught me they said you know you're gonna see we're beginning to see this younger generation and pediatric populations showing up sicker and sicker and we're we're seeing eight ten and twelve year olds in that have uh diagnoses and pathologies 
that are going on in their little systems. And these things have been historically reserved for adult populations, right? We don't see this stuff in kids. And now we're starting to see this in kids. And that's another thing that, again, you hear it, you kind of take it in, like, okay, that's really interesting. And then you go out there into the world and you start working with people. And I've seen this to be true. I mean, I have, um, you see it to be true. You see eight-year-olds and 10-year-olds with really uh, advanced forms of arthritis. And you see things like uh, 10 and 12-year-olds with advanced autoimmune conditions that seem it's they're almost it's off the charts it's like how did that even happen um why does that happen uh you see 12 13 15 17 year olds with anxiety and digestive issues that seem out of proportion for um for their age and and that is hard to understand for people that is hard to understand and again, I think everybody is just so busy and so um, so overwhelmed, I think a lot of, of folks are. And I think this is part of the deal. Um, you know, and they, they just go along with it and people don't have time, uh, you, you know, or the groundedness to unpack this or understand this. And because this takes... This takes years to be able to understand this. So part of what, what my goal is, I mean, really with the whole pod series and certainly with this episode, is to take what I have been, um, you know, take that, God, it's way beyond 10,000 hours by now. Um, take that knowledge, all that wisdom, all that time that has been spent meditating and thinking about and contemplating and practicing deep living inside these principles. And let me see if I can boil this down and at least present some of this in a format that it will, um, that it will be of benefit. So that is my goal. I mean, the, the goal of all this is how can we apply? I mean, the philosophy is nice. The, the practical part of it, I'm super interested in because that's the ground level part, the, the, the actionable items, you know, but the end game is to, you know, and the point of the whole thing is how do we apply this to benefit humanity? Because I really do truly, truly, truly still, I am an optimist at heart. I am a, <laughs> I, I'm an optimist. I really am. Um, and I believe that a higher, more intelligent, advanced way of living, a more advanced civilization we are in the early stages of. So I wouldn't even say it's on the way. I think it's here in a lot of ways. The fact that we had this conversation is even um, evidence of that. And I think partly bringing, you know, it's a matter of just hitting critical mass now and having enough people wake up and 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 see what is going on with this suppression and how this is affecting their life across all the dimensions across all the dimensions of their life we have to combine this culture of the heart and the culture of the mind and mold out of that a simplistic natural way of living because that's how we got in this mess that's how we got here. The, the primary cause of imbalance and the cause of disease is unnatural living. It's a violation of nature's laws. And that basically is 
that's society today that's welcome to earth these days guys it is you know we live in a culture that is uh it's fast man it is fast and faster is better and people you know there are a lot of strong stimulants out there a lot of out of balance habits that are uh, not in flow with the proper um, cycles of day and night and uh, the breathing the lack of exercise the lack of proper breathing uh, the, the the improper diet the stress all of this piled up and this is what they told us advanced civilization would be like and actually the the quote civilization is has basically meant the artificiality of life and a bunch of unnatural habits and the biology is tremendously resilient the biology is tremendously resilient it is it is handled this and basically digested and and taken the impact and absorbed the impact of this now for a couple of generations and i think that's the output that we're seeing that's why we're starting to see kids show up with adult-sized pathologies and adult-sized symptoms and really complicated complex cases and this idea and knowledge about suppression we have to understand this if we want to break out of that old model um because the the suppression i'm talking about and i'll enter into this conversation now he's like what are we talking about we're talking about the fact that the living organisms biology it has an intelligence in it and that intelligence is always endeavoring striving moving toward healing it's attempting to restore perfection and that's an understanding of the new paradigm so again the paradigm shift is prerequisite so that we can have these uh these these deeper level conversations and get some deeper understanding so that we can un understand and change our actions and alter the course of humanity to a you know alter the trajectory of humanity to a point where we're a culture of health and again that's kind of my goal is to apply this to benefit humanity and, and establish uh, a culture of health a culture of natural livings that's why i advocate natural settlement zones living a natural lifestyle and implementing as much of this as possible so this idea of suppression this doctrine of suppression um let's define suppression as my mentors have have defined this suppression is to stop the expression of or to subdue some symptom and the suppression is in direct opposition to the vital force it is in direct opposition to that force that is endeavoring to heal and restore the equilibrium to restore the perfection and in general suppression is going to create new problems long term and we're going to talk about that i'm going to explain exactly and i'm going to give you some examples of what that looks like in real life how you see that in the clinic how you might have seen that in your world at all uh, but this this 
doctrine of suppression, this idea of suppression. And then let's just say up front here, um, because somebody always, it always comes up. Is there a time and a place for suppression, Doc? And the answer is yes, there is. And we can make a case for that. And the case is basically to save life and limb, we may employ suppressive therapies to alleviate suffering in a terminal case. You know, that's an example of when we might do that. But we can't confuse the suppression with cure. And we can't confuse the subcategory of that uh, palliative treatment, which is a lot of what the dominant school of medicine has offered also. That is a variation or a flavor of suppression to reduce the intensity of some suppressions, but it's a, still a flavor of the suppression. And, uh, you know, we need to understand these, these things because the dominant school of medicine does not understand this. They, they don't understand this doctrine of suppression and they don't understand how that in the last hundred years, there's basically been no big breakthroughs in medicine. And, and, and again, I'm not talking about biotech and technology and, 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 um, and those kinds of things. I'm talking mostly in the domain of lifestyle disease and the things that are called chronic diseases or called lifestyle diseases. And that's kind of the domain that I mostly work in. So that's kind of what my specialty is. I'm a naturopathic specialist. I'm a whole person specialist. So I'm dealing mostly with lifestyle um, diseases, stresses, and the, the things that end up getting end up getting diagnosed in those those chronic disease category, the metabolic issues, hormone issues, um, immune issues, autoimmune issues, digestive issues, cardiovascular issues, these kinds of things. There are more. Uh, there are numerous. But basically what happens is the unnatural habits that have become customary and the, quote, civilized way, the advanced way, they've... What, what has happened is we have lowered the vitality, and I think we've lowered the vitality of humanity uh, in a lot of ways, and, uh, and that could be a side topic, whether, um, you know, why that is and, and how that happened and stuff like that, and was that uh, a planned thing or not. Uh, and that's, that's definitely a conversation for another day, but I, I've heard things like that. I've heard people say things like that as a mechanism of control, uh, controlling the health and keeping people sick is a great way to control them. I mean, that's a possibility. But basically, these the body wants to restore balance. The unnatural habits of life have led to a lowered vitality. And what that's done is uh, allowed an accumulation of, of waste matter and, and toxicity and basically a poison layer that affects the bowels, the kidneys, the skin, and all the routes of elimination, the amongtries, we say, the routes of elimination. Uh, and we're unable to properly clean our organs, our tissues, our cells. So then when that happens, Mother Nature has to resort to other more dramatic means of purification and try to purge those things from the body. And those things manifest as things like colds and mucus and skin eruptions and, um, and diarrheas and boils and ulcers and perspirations and different um, 
inflammatory conditions. This is the attempt of the body to cleanse itself of impurities in an attempt to heal and restore the God-given perfect state that the biology is designed to express. That's what's happening. And that's what the dominant school of medicine does not understand. And that's why there's a lot of confusion out there with the symptoms being mistaken and being addressed. And then those suppression of the symptoms, people confuse that suppression with cure. But what has actually happened is the divine intelligence residing inside of you that has been trying to get your attention and restore balance to the system, that intelligence, Mother Nature, has been thwarted. She has been uh, tricked or attempted to be tricked or coerced um, in the process of her healing and cleansing. And... This is, again, what the dominant school of medicine doesn't understand is you cannot trick or poison the body into health. It does not work like that. So then what happens is the original disease matter, morbid matter, the original disturbance is still in the system. It attempted to, um, to exit the system and it was suppressed with the drug. So now we have the original disease matter, the morbid matter is still in the system, driven deeper into the economy of the system, plus the drug poison layered on top of that. And now we have a problem. And the tricky part about that is, is it's not, it happens over time. So it's not obvious over like one or two hours that this is going on. And again, depending on the substance, the situation, the circumstance, the person, all those individualizing um, characteristics, all those individualizing factors have to be um, taken into account to look and see and try to understand what the heck's going on here. But that's what's going on. The, the, there is an imbalance that's been driven deeper into the economy of the system. Now we have a drug poison on top of that, and that creates issues. And then the body will try to, you know, if there is a gap there in the suppression, the vitality, again, the, the, the vital force wants to reign supreme in the body and restore health and restore perfection. And when that vitality is sufficiently restored um, through various mechanisms, sometimes just time, Mother Nature will make another attempt to purify maybe another um maybe another method maybe another um route of elimination might be tried and if that again is suppressed uh then we have another layer put on the disease uh picture or the artificial disease picture now and then things start to get more and more complicated and this is going to ultimately result in chronic disease and what the dominant school of medicine uh, will categorize as incurable disease. And now we're in the territory of disease management. And the dominant school of medicine, the standard medical practice is, um, it's brilliant. It's self-supporting. The treatment of the acute conditions that you came in there for a remedy to, they have now, uh, quote, treated that, I say suppressed that. And now that is assuring 
a lifelong supply of chronic health issues for the dominant school of medicine to manage. And that's basically what's going on. The suppression of the acute diseases and uh, the suppression in general has created, uh, this has created a big problem for a lot of people. And we're, this is what we need to properly understand that the suppression creates new problems and that's an issue. Now, one thing that I'd like to introduce under kind of a subheading under this, this doctrine of suppression, this, this talk about suppression, understanding what suppression is, when it's, how it came about, what it is, what its side effects and after effects are. Um, you know what I mean? Because what we're looking for is in medicine in general, we're looking for a system to follow. We're looking for a method to follow. We're looking to follow some kind of knowable, reproducible system, method, knowable, reproducible phenomena happen that we can um, forecast or we predict what's the healing journey going to look like and somehow where we can, can follow that flow and track that toward wholeness and completion and how do we know where we are along the way um you know that's what we're looking for and that's exactly what this naturopathic foundational method that i'm talking about is giving us because we know again we see things we see this in practice and so now that we know once you know that this is how the onion layer gets created when somebody comes in then we can start to follow some knowable um reproducible guiding um, principles, you know, such as that are found in Herring's Law, where the body's going to heal from the top down, the inside out, from the most important to the least important, and from in reverse order of which the symptoms appeared, means you're going to have to unwind and track in reverse order of which the symptoms appeared on that journey to healing. So sometimes in this paradigm, it looks like you're getting worse to the uninitiated. But in my eyes, I know, hey, has that ever happened before? That's a return of old symptoms. And you can got you can track that and you know, and that's why part of the 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 deep level intake that is uh, the, the way I do things is you get all that history, you track all that so that when you're go moving along this healing journey and you're on this flow, you can kind of track yourself and you can forecast to the patient, to the person, what you're expecting, and then they can participate and in this process and communicate, you know, what you need to know along the way so that you can peel back the layers of the onion so that you can take the journey all the way back to the center of your being, which is where the wholeness and the healing is residing. And that's, that's how it happens. That's how the journey goes. That's how... That's how you do it. So we cannot confuse suppression with cure. Those are two very different things. Um, I hope this is making sense to you guys. You, this may be one of those things where you might have to, to listen to this once or twice to, to have this sink all the way in. Mm. But what we're talking about here is this suppression and uh, built into this 
now that we've talked and unpacked a little bit about suppression and suppression versus cure and suppression versus healing and understanding the difference and uncovering the root cause and understanding why the suppression is falling short. It's because it's a superficial approach to health. We have to understand the law of action and reaction, what's known as the law of dual effect when we're talking about suppression, guys. And this is very, very important. It basically, what this says is that every agent, every uh, substance, let's say, affecting the, the human organism, it has two effects. The first effect is the apparent effect, the obvious one, and it's temporary. And then the second effect is the lasting effect. And the second effect is in direct opposition to the first. Let me say that again. Every agent or substance affecting the human organism has two effects. A primary effect that's a temporary, and that's the obvious. And then the secondary effect is the lasting. And it's in direct opposition. It's the opposite of the primary effect. So... The dominant school of medicine has no knowledge of this, at least in the standard of care and application of the remedies that they give in the realm of pharmaceuticals. There's no knowledge of the secondary effect. In their world, they call it side effects. In my world, I call it direct effects from poisoning the system. They're not side effects. They're effects of poisoning the system. How many meds have... Do you, have you known that somebody is on where they have to go in every like, uh, you know, one, two, three, six months and get their blood work done to make sure their liver and their kidneys aren't, um, aren't becoming poisoned or aren't shutting down, make sure they're functioning okay, that they're still a good candidate for, you know, X, Y, Z, one, two, three, pharma therapy. It's super common. So we have to understand this temporary effect and this is, this is a big deal and this is actually the domain of homeopathy and, and homeopathy is actually a very advanced science to understand this homeopathy is a science a complete medical system that stands all on its own we'll probably have to do um at least one more episodes on homeopathy itself but this is this law of dual effect this law of action reaction is something that homeopathy and and, and homeopathic practitioners understand and this is really the advanced science guys Homeopathy is definitely ahead of its time. It's an advanced science, and I don't know when we're going to be able to understand, but I think soon we'll be have some kind of measurable, accepted mechanism. But until then, it's more of, of, of kind of the same. And the truth about homeopathy, a lot of times, how do you know what truth is, at least initially when it's the tip of the spear, it gets suppressed. And then eventually it becomes commonplace, but that's um, after it is um, suppressed and ridiculed and, 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 and ostracized from the mainstream and censored from the mainstream. And then eventually the truth kind of starts to trickle out and then eventually it becomes accepted and then, then it becomes mainstream and common knowledge and practice. Now, sound familiar? With anything else, we see that. So again, that's a kind of, um, you know, um, that, that problem solution, problem reaction solution thing that we see from the from the establishment, you see the same thing in the in the domain of medicine and across other uh, 
other parts of society. But this is something that we're seeing, this doctrine of suppression. So how let's let's give an example of this. Let's give an example of this to um, try to make sense. Let me just look here and see if we're forgetting any main points here. Are you guys getting the 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 drift here and kind of getting this? I think once I think it's really obvious once you start to unpack it, you're like of course that makes complete sense. It makes complete common sense. And I think if you can explain something to a five year old and that makes sense, or explain in terms of the five year old or to the five year old, right? How would that make sense in in some obvious way? Sometimes it doesn't make sense to you know the phd doctoral mind so we got to go back to ground level just to get a check on what the common sense is so let's go through a ground level example of this and and this is something that um that i i have actually seen this a couple of times and this is another one of the things you heard about in um you know as a student of naturopathic medicine and then now in real life you actually see it and you're like wow that's very interesting how that actually happened so let's give a case example um this is a really common one and this is this relationship between let's say for example we have a a baby and that baby comes in and goes to see doc and goes to see pediatrician and they have some skin issues there's some eczema now that skin issue is going to get treated with some steroid most likely some topical form of cortisone prescription and then what's going to happen uh the skin's going to clear up and then sometime later, that same family is going to be bringing that same kid back to pediatrician. Say, hey, doc, the skin cleared up, but now the baby's got some, they're, they're wheezing. They have some, seem like they have some asthma going on. Okay, doc might say, okay, yep, this is common. We see this after eczema, the asthma comes on. Then they'll give an inhaler and they'll send, they'll send them home. And then sometime later, they come in that hey doc asthma is better but now um little johnny is getting uh ear infections over and over ear infections now otitis media and then they'll treat that with antibiotics which is um been shown not to be effective for chronic otitis media but it's still the standard of care so you'll still see it a lot um and then antibiotics, repeated antibiotics and infections going on. People think that's sinus infections or otitis media, ear infections and these kinds of things. Antibiotics, antibiotics, antibiotics. Eventually, there will be some digestive. And then they'll say, hey, doc, ear infections, everything cleared up. Now um, there's some gut issues. And by now, the kid is, you know, maybe a teenager. Okay, maybe 15, 16, 17, 18 years old. And then they're presenting with digestive issues and that might be IBS or IBD, UC, Crohn's, some serious bowel issue because these, this, this phenomenon has happened, this thing has happened where we have suppressed the body's innate response, which is to restore balance and try to restore healing. We've suppressed that, we've put a poison layer on that and then we've layered that and done that three, four, five times and eventually the symptoms become obvious with the digestion and then then you're treating a serious bowel disease and so we got to figure out how to unwind this so in okay so that sounds great but what's the actual proper treatment of this so the proper treatment is to look through a naturopathic lens that this is like what is an alternative way to look at this what's the proper treatment what should we have done well you know the this is this is a paradigm thing so when someone presents 
with uh, you know symptom A, eczema, then immediately my brain goes to, I need to identify what's the obstacle to cure here. I need to identify and remove the obstacle to cure here. There is some obstacle here, and it's highly likely, highly uh, possible, most likely, that there's some disorder at the digestive level, and maybe that baby or that person uh, is having their food intolerance, and there's some kind, you know, they're having some food that they're not digesting, and then somehow that is uh, creating a toxemia layer and that's getting passed through to baby or again if the if the child's feeding maybe they're eating a food that doesn't digest and so in the foundational method in the naturopathic method we would seek to first identify and remove that obstacle to cure whereas in the allopathic system the dominant school of medicine they're only going to be looking to squash the symptom and then that's going to be taken as the cure and everybody's going to uh, just kind of keep driving. They're going to keep going along. But we have suppressed and there we cannot confuse suppression with cure. And this, by the way, is the definition of allopathic medicine is trading one condition for the other. Trading one condition for the other. And everybody knows this. You go to doc, you get a drug, next thing you know, you got two or three other symptoms, then you're going back and they're giving you one or two pharmas for that symptom and do that two or three times, next thing you know, you're on like six or eight pharmas. And you got a whole different set of symptoms, like the original thing you went, went in for, it might be a little better, um, but you get it. We're trading one symptom out for the other in the dominant school of medicine and that is just the uh uh that's the definition of insanity to me and um what we need to do is what is identify what's the proper example of this so in this example what i've actually seen real life example is when 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 they come in and there are skin issues maybe they're milk intolerant and when we take milk out of the diet milk and dairy that digestion normalizes that toxemia layer that was in the digestion from maldigestion, uh, you know, from eating a food that it's not digesting properly. And it was trying to, it, the body's attempt to restore the balance in this case, it was trying to push it out the skin because the skin is a, is, is an organ of elimination. And then when it tries to push it out the skin and it gets suppressed, then it goes and tries to that spills over into the lung because the gut and the lung are connected. That's where the primary prana energetic in intake is for the system in the gut and the lung through the food and the breath. We've talked about that. And so then when you suppress it in the lung, then you get a, a, the inflammation of the lung tissue. You get fluid in that lung tissue. Then you have wheezing and breathing difficulties. And then that spills over and we start getting uh, issues in the other mucous membranes and channels of the body. We get ear infections, and then eventually it'll it will affect the digestion, and that's what that I see. I see a lot of that people coming in at that level where they have the digestive manifestations. Then it starts to affect their life, and that'll actually get people into the office to make some change. And then you got to take a good history and figure out what's going on because you're gonna have to backtrack this if you understand this doctrine of suppression and the law of dual effect and how this is actually working then you know what to do about it now you have a knowable 
reproducible system that you can track and you you can track this back and you know and you understand that it, that suppression is not cure and that we have to identify and remove the obstacles if we want to get the deep level healing and certainly if we want to get into the domain of prevention and certainly if we want to get into the domain of optimization and peak performance you got to understand this because you, you you're going to have to backtrack it and heal it from the ground up otherwise you're going to get hit and miss on and off um, kind of results from whatever you're doing and this is key guys this is the key to an understanding of the culture of nature the this which i think is um is a truly more advanced civilization where we combine this culture of the heart and the culture of the mind and we have the elegance which is hidden in the simplicity and the natural living. That's the download for today, guys. I hope this has been helpful. You guys have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for tuning in. Adios for now. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Human Handbook Podcast. My name is Dr. Adam Tice. Uh, you guys have a great day. Thank you so much for being here. And be sure to tune in next week where we're going to be talking more about everything you need to know, but nobody's telling you about how to optimize your health, cultivate happiness, and biohack your way to peak performance. Adios for now, guys.